welcome to a new episode of the Crewcast. Uh, my name is Shelby Marler. Um, I'm the VP Projects for uh, for the Creative Writing Club here at the University of Alberta. And today I am here with Kaijun Ma, um, who is uh, an editor and a contributor to our new anthology, Citing Stories. Um, she contributed uh, our flash, uh, the flash fiction piece. Um, the last uh, pilgrimage. Um, so today I'll be talking to her about um, about her um, contribution to this anthology as an author. Um, Kai, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, tell tell us a little bit about you as an author, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. So um, I kind of stumbled upon writing when I was younger, just because uh, English is actually my second language. So. Um, I learned English through reading and just forcing myself to write very, very bad fiction when I was young. But then I, I fell in love with it because it allowed me to explore my imagination and it was an escape in some ways. So um, that's how I stumbled into writing and I guess I continued at it and now today I am here. Uh, my background is has nothing to do with writing, really. My academic background is in genetics. That's what I did my undergrad in. And currently, I am doing a Master of Management at the UFC. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Management. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, just a little side off there. What are you thinking you might want to do with your management degree after? It's uh, a million dollar question yeah. there, right? Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard one there. I... I'm leaning more towards marketing because there is that creative and storytelling aspect. So that's where I think I'm headed. But because I do have a science academic background, I may go the analytical route. So business analyst, finance, maybe. It, it's tough to say right now. Nice. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that being very versed in creative writing helps with marketing. At least from my perspective, I've thought about marketing for a little bit there. But yeah, no, that would be an exciting business to get into. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that. So um, one of the things I absolutely loved about The Last Pilgrimage is the fact that it's For, at first, I got that sort of min medieval and somewhat fantastical um, effect of the piece, and then, and then once I once I started getting to it, I realized, wait a second, this doesn't seem exactly like a fantasy piece. And I realized it's kind of a mix of a, uh, it kind of get, came off to me as a mix of a, the apocalyptic and the, and the sort of medieval fantastical there. Um, so, is that sort of the intention you're going for, or what kind of inspired you to? kind of go for that hybrid, um, that sort of that hybrid genre there. Was this mix of genres intentional? Not quite, because okay. um, I'm not well versed enough in creative writing to really be, a, you know, like define the genres clearly. But I did know like I wanted something kind of dystopian with a mix of art like medieval archaism in there just because um just in this dystopian world it's the world has advanced enough to the point where everything's been destroyed but because of that 
we're kind of humans have been forced to go back to those dark ages and times. So the mix of genres was not intentional. It was more of product of the plot or the story I was trying to tell. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah, well, that's a, that's actually kind of interesting. We um, see a lot of dystopian work that tries to that that tries to really revive the. Some of the, well, especially when you're dealing with apocalyptic dystopian that tries to revive those, um, those elements of technology and all that. So I liked how you didn't kind of go for that direction there. At first, when you were writing this piece, what kind of things that you have in mind at first when you were, when you were, when you were imagining this piece, what is it that you wanted, what is it that you wanted to demonstrate to people who, um, come across this, um, come across the last pilgrimage. So this piece really stemmed from my frustration with the, the current state of our climate and how sustainability was not always given the weight that it should be. So that's what kind of inspired me and i wanted to write a piece on the the hypocrisy of people how people kind of just lie to themselves and give themselves this uh, sense of false hope and in that way um in that way it leads to destruction and doesn't change anything, doesn't make anything better. So a little spoiler alert in the end of this piece, the whole thing was kind of a lie. The pilgrimage wasn't actually the last pilgrimage. So Yeah, that was a um that was a very grim ending there. I like that you kind of left it kind of as kind of more subtly, right? Like it didn't like it mm-hmm. didn't feel like the piece didn't really feel like it I don't want to say that it didn't feel epic because it was epic in its own ways, but it's not like in the classical epic that you would think of. Maybe something like when you hear like the last pilgrimage, you might think of something very, uh, some very epic fantasy piece there. So I love that you, I love that you took a different direction and you decided to keep it simple yet, yet potent in its message there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of that was intentional. So in the end, um, it, the world didn't get saved. The heavens did not sing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, um, it, I kept it subtle just so that, um, because in the astronomy, we always see like all these huge explosions, everything's terrible. But I, I kept it subtle so it was more relatable to the state of the world now mm-hmm. and th- that was the intention there nice nice awesome thank you for sharing that um one other question i did have there um notice that you had a lot of um they had a lot of very i don't want to say potent again but you had um some very vivid imagery that wasn't like that didn't get all like tolkien-esque at least me right like you can go pages and pages with his descriptions there but you kind of you say a lot in few words and i kind of wanted to ask there was there anything is there anything particular at least in your experience uh, your own personal experience or your experience as a writer that 
inspired you to go that direction? I would say that it's because, like, personally, I'm quite a, what you could say is a flowery writer. So, like, I think at one time I was writing something else. I had a writer's block, and I wrote, like, two paragraphs describing a white wall, mm-hmm. uh, quite literally. So <laughs> I wanted, with this, because this genre was flash fiction, so I wanted to really challenge myself to be able to condense everything because I've always admired that kind of ability in other pieces of writing I've seen. So I really wanted to be able to craft each word. So each word had weight and imagery associated with it without me being extensive and blabbering on and on. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's always, um, always think it's a better way to go if you're, if you're wanting to, if you're wanting to test drive a piece. I, I know I came across a similar situation with my writing, at least when it came to um, when it came to trying to find a way to describe a lot in one moment. Yeah, I literally was only describing one one sort of scene. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to get at here was there's definitely some pieces with that go better in the longer or in the longer fiction and some under the 500 word like sort of flash fiction and all that is there anything in particular you feel with the flash fit with the flash fiction um genre that better serves this piece than if you were to if you were to extend it into something like a short fiction piece yeah yeah i'd say so um because like it's this piece it's quite simple. There's not much of a plot. It's literally one person walking for three days. They plant a plant and they go on their merry way. Maybe not so merry. But uh, so the plot wise, it was there wasn't that much plot to work with. So I didn't see the need to extend it longer, even into a short story. Um, the main point was just using some powerful imagery. Well, or which I hope is powerful, some um, nice imagery and just having a simple message at the end. So in, in that sense, the flash fiction makes it very easy to deliver all of that in a small, compact package. All right. Awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, at least when it comes to delivering some messages, I think we can get too, I think we can sometimes get too bogged down and trying to be impressive, not realizing that the simplest is often the most effective way. So thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Now there's one more word. Yeah. So now I wanted to take this um, in a different direction here. Um, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit more about what sort of brought you, um, brought you into your, um, into your writing as you know it now there. So I kind of wanted to ask you a few questions about that. So um, just for our audience here, Kai, is this your first um, experience with publishing or have you had um, other experiences getting published and what were what was it like for you? Um, so this is my second experience being published. My first one was also with the crew, their first annual anthology where I published, where I um, got published 
in it with another flash fiction piece called Feast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was how I got into publishing. I just saw a post on campus and sent an email. And the rest was history, I guess. So uh, otherwise, I haven't had much experience, but I hope to be building more experience in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that we um, have this opportunity, and I'm glad that you were able to come across us, um, even just even just through something as simple as, as simple as a poster, right? So, like, I'm I'm glad you were able to find us that way. I think it's it's important for us and important for our writers to know, and even young aspiring writers to know that they have this they have this opportunity, and kind of a I like to say a low fuss. Um, you know, I mean, welcoming opportunity. Like a lot of yeah. <laughs> publishing can be very intimidating. So that's all. That's, that's an awesome thing to hear. Yeah, yeah, it was especially great. I'm so thankful that the crew posted that poster, and it really it was such a great opportunity. And like you said, it is a uh, quite a lot less intimidating. I think when I first wrote the email, it took me like a solid. 30 minutes to write, an e- to write the email to the crew saying I was interested. Um, but funny enough, within that email, um, the subject line, I actually had a typo. So instead of anthology, I wrote anthropology. Uh-huh. I, that, I noticed after I sent it, I was like, oh, no, I'm done for. But oh, it no. turns out. Yeah, it turns out you folks were very welcoming and you could look past that little typo. So yeah, well, very well, grateful for that. You know what? We all need to it's silly things like that. It's like it's so and those things are so easy to fix. What we care about the most is the content, right? We don't mm-hmm. we're not like well, when it comes to the editing process, we like to call ourselves like editing like grammar grammar freaks, I'm gonna say, but not to not to the extent like little things like that it's like no we don't we're not that (laughs) yeah we're all good yeah Alrighty. so my next question now um was there any was there any sort of like writing or authors in particular that you ran across as you were sort of developing your developing your writing that kind of made you think ah i want to follow this or like, oh, this is giving me some ideas. Um, for this piece in particular, not really, just because it was during the time uh, of a really busy time during the semester of when I submitted and created this piece. So most of what I was reading was just textbooks on genetics and biology. But I'd say in the broader sense, a lot of what I read was um, just young adult fiction, nothing literary. I don't have I, <laughs> I don't have an impressive list of books I've read. So just a lot of young adult fiction, dystopian. Um, I do enjoy sci-fi and fantasy, so I, I think that really influenced my writing in this piece. Uh-huh. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, I um, I know I'm I'm kind of the same way. I can't really think of anybody in particular that I like to copy. Well, not necessarily copy, but at least get in, inspired by there. But it's it almost feels almost feels good in some ways to just kind of go about your own journey with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty. 
Um, so when you were, um, so I know you talked a little bit about the message that you um, wanted to send out with, um, with this piece here. So uh, especially, especially with a lot of with the environmental concerns and everything. So I wanted to ask, was there any, besides that, was there anything else in, that you've come across in your life and your personal experiences that, that you kind of wanted to include in this piece that you ended up, that you ended up putting forward? Not so much personal experiences. Like when I go on walks, they're not, they are usually under 30 minutes. So not so much any personal experience, but I would say just from looking at the news, learning about history, I like there seems to be a cyclical nature, you know, like saying history repeats itself. So I was kind of just inspired by that to really show that this is just an ongoing cycle of false hope and maybe human ignorance. So that's where I was going with that. Not so much personal experience because I, I haven't been in a dystopian world where I've walked for days and days. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's kind of interesting how those things bleed in though. Like not quite, not quite like in a very parallel way, but kind of similar. But yeah, no, it's always cool to even just, even just consider what's completely out of the box for us. Thank you for sharing that. Is there um, any sort of research you like to do when you're writing your when you're writing your pieces? And it doesn't matter sort of what kind of pieces. It's not like you. It's not like you have to go into a whole bunch of into a whole array of scientific like of of, of scientific um, research or anything like that. But is there any sort of um, any sort of preparation you like to do before you start writing or while you, while you're in the midst of writing? I think I don't do any research beforehand before I start writing because a lot of what I write is based on knowledge I've accumulated through like previous readings or things I've learned in classes, school, like that. So like just I take that knowledge and I kind of just accumulate it and I'm just like oh wouldn't it be fun to write about a story like that and then I bring those the like knowledge I already accumulated into the story so I don't do any particular research uh, but that's not to say that I don't do research when I need it for example like if I need to research uh, how big's the Colosseum I, I would still google it but that's Pretty much it. I don't have a very structured research regimen, but maybe I should. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, yeah, no, it's kind of um, interesting how some people's processes work differently. I know sometimes I can just go, I can just like start from scratch, like in a completely, completely randomly, and I don't always write sequentially either. But I guess it depends on the topic, right? Do you think if you were to write something with a little bit more detail, like, would you try to do, would you like to ground it more into, into reality or kind of try to be a little bit more experimental with, um, with that? I definitely want to ground it into reality. Um, but with with a mix of imagination so i i do come from a science background so for example maybe like in the future i can write about 
some sci-fi based on genetic modification and so on because I, I do have that knowledge and um, I want to just spice it up with some imagination so yeah I, I think in the future I, I would lean towards more grounded just because I find that being slightly more realistic makes it more powerful and more relatable yeah yeah no definitely like that's a that kind of reminds me a little bit of this so the suspense of disbelief there that's kind of what your your idea of writing kind of reminds me of a bit right yeah it's mm. awesome yeah yeah i definitely think so like because even for me i i do enjoy fantasy but i when it comes to sci-fi i like stories where there's that suspense of disbelief mm-hmm. 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 definitely so one thing I want to ask too about this piece I thought might be an interesting to inquire about. Is there was there anything thing that from this piece that you originally had in that you actually decided to get rid of or cut out? And if you did, why? Or if you didn't cut anything out, why did you why did you decide to keep everything in? I don't think I cut out um much because when I submitted I was uh, like I said, I didn't have a lot of plot either, and I was within the word limit when I submitted. Uh, although I would say maybe major change was the tense. So my editors, they were great, and they gave me some great suggestions. And they suggested that instead of having it be in past tense, I'd change everything to present tense. And that way, it was more in the moment, and I had a little more uncertainty that way. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I cut out much just because I didn't need to and I don't have too much plot going on, so there isn't too much to cut out either. But yeah. Okay, alrighty, awesome. Sometimes things just perfectly come together, right? I kinda love that. <laughs> kind of when you were when you were getting this piece together, um, what was what was if there any if anything was there anything in particular you found that was most difficult to kind of to kind of put together into something that you were satisfied with with this piece? Yeah, I think the opening. Okay. Because with flash fiction, you only have so much space to work with, and I, I found it a particular challenge to set the entire scene this to build up this entire world within the first couple sentences or maybe a few sentences so i think that to me was quite challenging and took me some time to work on um so i wasn't quite satisfied when i started out and kept working on it back and forth and the editors helped me out quite a lot in that realm so now i'm in a place where i think it's decent but to truth be told, I'm still not a hundred percent satisfied with it. <laughs> that's like that sounds like me with every poem I write. I always kind of go back, and then kind of afterwards, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe, uh, okay, maybe I should like go back and actually um, edit, even though it's already been published. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, because of that, like, once something is i've written if it's been published i was just i just read it once in its published form 
and and then I'll just leave it and I hope to never see it again because I know I can't change it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, it's a little harder <laughs> for me there, but that's good that you're able to <laughs> reconcile that. A little bit more of like a um, logistical question, but how long did you, how long did it take you to write this piece? Like, I've had the idea for this piece for a while, just knocking around in my head. But being, so I, I procrastinated on this a little bit. So I think it was the night that the submissions were due. I, I just hammered it out. Oh, nice. So <laughs> logistically, I'd say maybe four or five hours. But um, I like the idea was forming in my head like a couple months before that too so I would think of lines here and there so yeah like there's no strict amount of time but if you wanted a number I'd say maybe four or five hours okay nice nice yeah no it's um yeah I'm gonna ask something that kind of reminded me of something that I was gonna I wanted to sort of delve a little bit deeper there now that you mentioned that you had it running around and you you had the idea in your head for some time there. Would you would you say you like to write inside of your head at all? Like do you like do you actually like formulate ideas particularly in your head or do you just have like some of an idea of what you think you might want to put on the paper? Where mm, uh, it's a little say... more of a tricky question. <laughs> I just realized Yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit of a tricky question. So with this piece in particular, I did, I had the ending written in my head. I knew that, like, I was going to end with those words, like the last couple sentences there. So that was for sure. I knew I wanted to end up there. But how I started in the middle, what was happening there, um, I had like this general outlines like oh it's gonna be a person on a pilgrimage, and maybe they see some visions, and just from there I went at it. So it was a bit of a mix. I had a general framework in my head, I'd say, and then I filled in the details as I wrote. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing. It's uh, I I always love to ask these sort of questions because I think it's so. So fascinating to see so how each of us um, writes, and I find when I talk to people, it seems like no one no one person writes in the same way. There's always some sort of variation with how we come up with ideas, how we put them on the paper, or even just how we're editing as 20, 30 traps later, depending on what you're writing. Um, so I always think it's such a fascinating thing to ask to ask these questions and so sort of delve into um sort of delve into how that works out there yeah absolutely yeah. so well now you've got me curious yeah. so what is your writing process <laughs> my writing process is a little bit more um it's a little bit more sporadic um i guess with the novels i've been writing we've been working on mm -hmm. i like to so if I have an idea that strikes me, I just put it on the paper. It doesn't matter where in doesn't matter where in the book it it's gonna end up being. I just put it down, then sit sit on it. But 
I try to write at least a little bit every day. I find that things got left to the wayside a bit, um, didn't pay as much attention to my writing and all that. So I thought, so ever since sort of things have started to get a little bit better there, I've always wanted to make sure that I write at least a little bit every day. And then, then in those moments I realized, oh yeah, I have this idea. Oh no, no, I'm thinking of this and all that. It just, it's kind of like, um, Kind of like like the, the ideas kind of flow to you while you're writing? Yeah, it's almost like stirring um, oil and balsamic, I'm going to say, just because it's the most vivid piece of imagery. If you kind of let you kind of let the two settle there, they kind of just separate from each other. They don't become one. Like, at least your, at least your ideas and the process of actually going in and taking that writing, right? So when you separate those, they can kind of become a little harder to reconcile those thoughts whereas if you mix them together it kind of kind of seems like they work with each other you know like the the ideas help to inspire the writing the writer writing helps to inspire the ideas that makes sense there <laughs> yeah no no no. that absolutely does like sometimes you just have to get started right because that's the most difficult part and then things do come along sometimes when you get started yeah but I, I think that absolutely makes sense yeah, we're awesome. Well, thank you for asking me that. <laughs> well, well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's always nice to go kind of back and forth uh, with things there. Alrighty, so my next question now, um, kind of now looking back, um, how you kind of came to this point of being a writer, kind of what this um, experience of um, being published in our two anthologies is giving you and all of that. What are the, some of the things that you've learned um, from becoming a published author? How has that um, influenced your current um, your current writing process? It's a big question. Gotta reminisce a little bit there. Like prior to this more formal and structured writing process with the crew on this anthology, um, I was just a person typing on a Google Doc, right? So, or a Word document. So before that, it was just words coming out of me. There wasn't really much of a formal structure, but I, I say like this experience taught me so much, starting from the selection process. So what actually makes something great? It was something I've always struggled with. I would just write things and it's like, oh, I think this is good, but you know, I'm probably biased because it's my own stuff. Or I'd say, yeah, this is not great, but maybe other people will like it. So starting there, it taught like just getting that exposure to so many different types of authors, many editors, all these other pieces. Um, it, it taught me a little bit more about what to look for, what actually makes something good. And then just going through this process, understanding how valuable these rounds are, that second pair of eyes, what it can do for a piece. I think that's something that's really helped. And another thing is just because I was both a editor and author, so I got to look at both sides of the coin. So like I, I really learned to find that balance between giving feedback and staying firm as both an editor and author. Like sometimes you have to listen to your editors. Yes, you're right. But other times you have to stay firm in 
what your final vision is for the piece. So that was a balance that I've learned through this experience. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, that was one of the most important things that we wanted um, to establish in these anthologies was that res- that mutual respect between the author and the editor, right? I feel like a lot of people have, don't seem to have a very, well, I don't want to say most people, but I hear a lot of story, horror stories about um, the or editors not respecting their authors and all that, having a certain vision because of what, um, because of what's expected for the magazine. So I, so I think it's something at least is part of being us being like sort of that intermediary between not being published to finally actually getting to the point where you're like, yeah, you're a published author, you know what I mean? Your name is out there and all that. We wanted, we kind of wanted, we kind of want to at least try and set a precedent for what we think editing should be. It shouldn't be a, shouldn't be an opportunity to create a copy of what you think a piece should be, but rather it's about, it's, it's, it seems much deeper than that and much more, it's a much more holistic understanding of how writing works and how being in a community of writers works. Absolutely. And that's what makes this entire experience so valuable. It's learning from all the people around you and, you know, just checking your ego at the door and being willing to listen to others. So Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Was there anything about, like, the, the process over these last few years that um, surprised you that you weren't expecting to be something that you would um that you would experience or get out of um get out of being published um through the through the creative writing club how applicable this is for a career not out of so a career outside of writing just because before I was just doing this for fun it's like yeah it's just something fun I like to do but now that I have things that are published I can put it on my resume and submit that for job applications so that was very surprising to me how applicable it was because especially in marketing Mm -hmm. or even in business in general a lot of places ask you to be creative ask you to be a strong writer ask you to be a storyteller be able to really communicate and reach people so that's that is something I'd say was the most surprising out of this entire experience yeah, no, I don't. I think a lot of people think that it's just that writing is just a hobby, right? But when you think about it, writing is, is everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one other question I wanted to ask was: Is there any sort of like dream sort of pro like? Is there any sort of dream projects that you're working on right now, or something that you're wanting to start up maybe in the future with writing? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I am just, I am trying to write a novel. It's not, it's not uh, going very well at the moment. Like not a lot is happening with it just because I'm busy with school at the moment. But my dream, it's a sci-fi fiction about life on Mars and that dynamic with how that defines humanity so that is something I want to finish. So that would be the dream and eventually get published. So I, I just want to share these stories with people. And that is kind of the dream at the moment. But outside of that, I'd say just I 
the smaller dreams or goals is just to be able to sit down and maybe write a flash fiction piece or two whenever ideas come to me. I find that I don't prioritize writing that much in my life, but like hearing your writing process and trying to write a little bit every day, I, I that's something that I think that sparks in me the desire to write a little bit every day also, just to keep it up, to get that to get the creative juices flowing, I'd say. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're, um, so I know you just as a fiction, um, as a fiction writer, um, do you like to sort of dabble in any sort of genre, any other sort of genres, like poetry or other sorts of mediums of writing? Um, yeah, so I, I dabble in poetry a little bit, but just very slightly because i i find poetry it's quite beautiful but to me i like to have a little more space for the imagery and writing things out i like things to be a little bit less defined and unstructured as for nonfiction, it's for me i don't quite have many stories to tell in that realm but i, I do enjoy reading it and like for example, for as an editor for this anthology, that was also the genre I was editing in. So I, I do enjoy nonfiction, but I don't personally write any. Okay, nice, nice. Well, I know we always have our own, um, our strengths and our weaknesses, right? So yeah, I was just curious about that, just to sort of see there kind of a, um, what other sort of writings that you um, sort of dabble in as an author, do you, would you say that even for future projects and all that, would you would um, would you like to stick more so to fiction, or is that some is that, or is delving into the different genres is that something that you kind of want to try and um, branch out into in the future? In the future, I do hope I've lived an interesting enough life where I can write nonfiction. So. Actually, I, I'd say I want to delve that into that realm a little bit. But at the moment, I just love the sandbox nature of fiction. Like, there's no boundaries, no limits to what you can do with fiction. So I think for, for the moment, I'll just stick there. I'll stick with fiction. Sounds good, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, no, I, I have definitely delved more. In, I have more poetry published than I do fiction but it's funny when my um when it comes to actually being creative on a more manif- on a larger scale in which you can kind of bring that realism to something fantastical I always feel like fiction's more effective with that that's why my longer pieces are like that so I kind of find it interesting that you sh- you think of that there with the sandbox method so yeah thank you for sharing that kind of want to end this interview by um, asking some few closing questions. Um, anything else you kind of want to talk about as during your process as being an author? Like, was there any, is there anything we, that you haven't mentioned yet that you would like, um, that you would like your audience to know, whether it is about your piece or about the process of writing, anything like that? Uh, nothing in particular, except maybe I'll just end with saying, just go for it. Just put the words down on paper. Like, I think that's that's something that I want to live up to, just writing, just putting words down because a lot of the time I'm stuck in my head thinking about these things rather than doing. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I'd say that's just the one thing I want to end with. Just, yeah, just go for it. Write it. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, um, sharing your experience as a writer about um, and talking and sitting down and getting a chance to talk to me about your piece. Um, yeah, so you can find side, so you can find uh, Kai's piece, uh, The Last Pilgrimage, in the Flash Fiction section of the Creative Writing Club's Citing Stories. Uh, we had just released it in December of uh, 2021. Um, you can go to thecrew.club um, and go to the anthology section. You'll see that you can buy either the ebook of Citing Stories for $5.99. We also have um, copies, uh, physical copies available at the UBA Bookstore, um, Glass, Glass Bookshop, and Audrey's Books, uh, locally owned independent bookshops here in Edmonton. Um, we still have some physical copies left of Liminal Space um, as well uh, from last year. You can also see Kai featured in there uh, with her piece uh, Feast. So you can buy physical copies there or um, an EPUB ebook as well there. So yeah, so that's on the crew.club. And then we also have links to um, links to buy either the um, ebook or a physical book here. So yes, uh, thank you so much for get, for sitting down and talking with me, uh, Kai. This was awesome. Um, and yeah, no, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you, Shelby. It was very, very lovely chatting thank with you. you. And thank you for our audience for listening. Um, yeah, so as well, too, you, uh, besides the anthology, um, on the crew.club, you can you can find more episodes uh, from the podcast as well right now. Right now, as of uh, yeah, the 27th of, um, of January, we have about 10 episodes um, going back all the way when we had our first anthology um that's so all those episodes are available on the website um you can also find us on apple podcasts and google podcasts and it's just crwcast there Alrighty, thank you um thank you to our audience for listening and thank you kai for your time today yeah my pleasure <laughs>